welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood, and I'm not your life coach, just a girl who never gives up. Happy Wednesday, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm very excited today to share one of the most wise people I've ever met in Boston. His name is Caesar Jean, and I met him at a meditation event hosted by Miss Sarah Gaines. You heard from her in episode 24, I think it was. Um, she's super amazing, and Caesar and I both went to this mindfulness meditation retreat, just a nighttime event, basically, in Boston. It was super magical. We were partnered up for um, kind of a little outbreak session, and we kept in touch, and I kept running into him at Lynx, which is the gym I go to at the Park Plaza Hotel in Boston, and he invited me to join a mastermind with him, and we worked on starting what now is the Fit Pro Development League for people like us who are doing fitness outside of the typical personal training realm or group fitness realm, people who are taking things online, creating content, um, building their own businesses, and who are more or less entrepreneurs. And Caesar has his own show, The Caesar Life, and he documents his own journey. He's, he is He's going to explain why and what that means to him, and and today we're going to talk about leaving a legacy. We're going to talk about how your content leaves a legacy behind you and how it lives within other people, and that is what is carried on. He's going to give us so many mindset tricks. He's going to just give you the faith you need to have in yourself to take it to the next level, to go after that thing you want to start to open up on Instagram about that thing you want to share, but you're not sure you can, whether you have two followers or 200,000. I am super excited for you guys to meet this amazing person. Um, Caesar is a former Equinox trainer. He worked his way all the way to the top of that industry and is now still personal training a bit here and there with clients in Boston, but he's no longer at Equinox. And he has his own online business. And if you have tuned into my own IGTV, I have a video about my portfolio lifestyle, which is a super cool montage of basically all of my jobs. And Caesar did that for me. So if you'd like to see some of his work, you can find it there. And then I've got all the show, all of the links to find him and his YouTube channel and his Instagram, Twitter, etc. in the show notes. So I'm um, excited for you guys to learn more about him. And without further ado, here is Caesar. Fun. Um, I'm going to jump in with a quote, and today's quote is about legacy because you said this to me, you said something to me about legacy uh, the other day, which I'm sure we'll get into. And mm-hmm. the quote is um, Legacy is not leaving something for people, it's leaving something in people. How does that speak to you? Oh, yeah, that is that is definitely uh, on point quote. Um, it's because like that allows you to live forever. Everybody is just seeking vitality and seeking external validation for them to give meaning to their lives. But the best meaning you can leave is beyond is a body of work that can live in the hearts of other people. Like you, the tell the fable, your story, whatever story you tell is the only story that there is. And you can tell your story through your brand through your business. Like if your business or your brand was a person, what is the story that you want that person to live up to? You know, and everything that you wear, the way that you speak, the people you associate with, 
you know if your brand is like for for the gentleman you want to uh create that story of like the james bond or the uh the uh I, t I often talk to my female clients and they always go back to marilyn monroe like she was a brand you know and everybody wanted a piece of her she commanded the attention of others so like that right there is her legacy she gets to live on forever like we're still talking about her till this day you know people still are dressing like her and she's she embodies what every woman aspired to be secretly you know and that's what branding that's what storytelling that's what legacy is you know you get to live in other people they carry themselves the way that you lived your life and people can always trace back to if they study somebody long enough they study success it always go back to you know one person that one pivotal time where you woke up and you're like oh man this is who I am. And then you tell your story. It's all about waking up and then telling your story so that you end up in a museum somewhere and some third grader like wants to write a, a book report about you, you know? And that's what the legacy is. It's like, we don't have to leave it up to the past. Right now we're living in the past, you know, because people are gonna be listening to this conversation that's so true and yeah they're gonna spark that creativity like yes so how do i start a revolution and it just starts with just telling your story and your brand and finding your voice you'll find your voice on the path like Ooh, yeah you're so powerful we're like four minutes in you'll yeah you find your voice in the path man because you can scream through the mountaintops if there's nobody around to hear it you know you got to meet the people you got to be a person uh, a people person you have to be disciplined you got to have be a person of principle basically because that is what leads that you leave beyond wow that's incredible caesar and uh i love that you talk about you know part of your legacy being built within the community and figuring it out as you go um, I love that you brought up storytelling. We're going to get into that today. Branding. Mm -hmm. um, I obviously love storytelling. That's why I want a podcast. And um, Yeah, of course. There's so many things that you brought up that we're going to get into today. But before we do, um, I usually ask all my guests the same question, which is mm -hmm. you're sitting on a plane and someone asks you, what do you do? How do you answer? Oh, what do I do? I am a, uh, I would say I'm a public figure. <laughs> Yeah, I would say that because um, I am public domain, you know, and I am a contributor to the public or so it's, hey, how can I, how can I be of assistance to you? And that goes into branding too, because I also say that I'm a personal trainer. I always lead with personal trainer. And then if you go more in depth, I would go into the public figure, but it's all about language, right? And public uh, personal training people often see it as you know one they don't know what it is and then two they're like if they do know what it is they just think that i am just a coach that help you move your body and everything like that but if you have to if you are able to um tell the actual story as a personal trainer you'll see that it goes more in depth and you want to just see um personal training or whatever it is profession that you do is a genre in um, civilization. It's sort of like um, if you were a musician, people say, oh, I'm a musician. Instead, it's like, what 
type of musician are you? Are you an R&B singer? Are you a uh, rock and roll star? Like, which one are you? So now you want to uh, tell that story so that, hey, this is the new branding of personal training. We're more than just counting sets and reps. We are storytellers. We are healers. Ooh, that's a big one. We are definitely healers. 100%. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are image makers because, you know, people come in feeling defeated and we break them down and build them back up. So they're like bigger and stronger than ever. So we can be healers. We are doctors. Whatever you want to associate with personal training, whatever, like nothing has meaning until you give it meaning, right? So me, I gave my personal training uh, journey a meaning. And that's for me to like, you come to me and shape the image of what you want to see reflected back at you. So if you are coming to me broken and you want to win, I change that um, image in your mind and, you know, make it tell you the story where you came here and you found yourself and you was able to leave stronger. And then that's how I can retain my clients even longer. And they, I make sure that they are self-sufficient, but they always come back because they just see something in themselves that they never seen before. It's sort of like reading a good book, right? You come back because, you know, you need that repetition, that reminder. Yes. And yeah. So constantly they just come back for that reminder and then they just go off and flourish. Especially the early morning people, they come, you know, like before checking the email or, you know, stepping foot in the office, they come like, and then by the end of it, they have all the endorphins high and you know, that spreads throughout their day, the people that they come in contact with, all of that. So as a personal trainer, that's the story that I'm in charge of telling, like rebranding the field so that it can perform in the higher stages. That's incredible, Caesar. And it sounds like you're you're really taking the time to see your clients the way that they want to be seen and into the their higher selves. And I think what'll be really neat for the listeners to hear is the different ways that you've taken personal training out of the more traditional or um, older school, um, I guess, stereotype or or traditional format. And so why don't you tell the listeners how you got started in personal training, in fitness in general, and then maybe walk us to where you are now and how it's kind of, um, you know, it's a little bit deeper into how it's been rebranded, maybe with the online offerings. Um, awesome. Yeah. So... It, now let's play, play on words like how words are so powerful so like back in early 2000 you know i always was into entrepreneurship but it never had the name of entrepreneurship i always wanted to like create something that was my own business and like i can run it and have passive income per se and i never like understood what they called what i was seeking you know and back then in my reality, there was no word for it. So it was like always starting businesses and stuff like that. I would be reading books like um, uh, Your Science of Getting Rich, Your Magic in Believing, and then it would always inspire me to do greater, bigger, and better things. But then I would just be working my dead-end jobs. So bouncing off of that, um, how I fell in love with fitness is I downloaded something called, like people in this time, they would never even know anything about this, but it's something called P90X. And yeah, yeah. so I downloaded P90X 
And um, because I didn't want to, and then also I must tell you that I downloaded it illegally. It was a BitTorrent. So this is where BitTorrent was really rampant on the internet. People were stealing and sharing files. So I'm not proud of that, especially becoming a content creator. So I just must, I just must preface it by saying that. Yeah, I own it. Like I stole my P90X and I went through the programming and it gave me good results. And this is where I came with the framework 90 days for you to see good results. Like I was coming from like my weight was fluctuating. I was super skinny and then I was getting fat. And then one day I'm like, yo, people are talking about P90X and I just downloaded it and I started doing it every day for 90 days. And I'm like, holy shit. Like my body transformed. I was still eating like shit, you know, still. You started something. Yeah, I started something and my body transformed. So then my buddy, Gio, shout out to G Day, um, he was working out in the gym and he was like, yo, get into the gym now. And I was like, let me just come and see uh, what this gym thing is all about. I never stepped foot into a gym except for the locker room, um, the gymnasium in, in high school. So I went there, I fell in love with um, the sport of exercise. And uh, one day, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, uh, she used to train at Equinox. So she was telling me like, yo, people go to Equinox, not just to train, but they go to learn too. I've seen people going to take classes at Equinox. And I think they were doing classes to become a personal trainer. So I was like, really? And we was in a Taco Bell on 14th Street in Union Square when we made this decision. So I go and I type in Equinox personal training and pair and lo and behold, um, Equinox Academy comes up. Now, this isn't nationwide. Apparently, this is something that happens in New York, but it's like an eight week course where you're learning exercise physiology, program design, um, cardiovascular um, systems. And then when I went and took the course, I remember putting my credit card in and I was like, yo, just invest 1500 bucks right there. And, um, I went and took the course and I learned so much that was invaluable information in my, I learned a shit ton, like literally, um, everything I learned today, or I know today is from Equinox Academy. It's something that I'll always give them credit for. And then also my mentor, Claudia, shout out to her too. Um, I haven't spoken to her in years, but I keep in touch with her on Instagram. But uh, yeah, she kept on checking on me and then went back to my day job. And my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, was like, yo, C's, you love this personal training thing. We were in Utah and on vacation. She's like, yo, when you go back, email Claudia. Actually, email Claudia right now in front of me. So I email Claudia like, yo, Thank you for your inspiration. Can you get me into Equinox? And uh, she gave me the, like, she put me in touch with somebody out of Soho. And I quit my job and went all in. Um, I was a, uh, I was working at a urology office. I was, um, yeah, I was a, uh, I don't even remember what I did there. That's how in a haze I was. I pretty much did everything. I was the middleman between the insurance client, um, insurance patients and doctors. Okay. I was doing everything, um, short of just changing catheters and shit, <laughs> wow. but yeah. And then, um, so then you get this job in Soho. 
Yeah, I get this job in Soho, and I learned a shit ton from the likes of Eric, um, my uh, my first mentor, uh, Coach Darwin. Uh, uh, who else? Um, Darlene, my uh, personal training manager. Man, so many people I learned from, and I met so many awesome people who I'm still in friends today. Uh, Sammy, what up, Sammy? What up, Tim? All of them, shout out to them. They're still part of that Caesar Life family. And uh, yeah, they were like an actual family. And I was like, holy shit. If I would have learned what I've learned in school in the PE side, like if they taught exercise physiology or the basics of personal training in high school, sort of like as PE, it will change the game. And this is pretty much part of the mission is to get that knowledge into some of the schools so that when people leave, you know, because your body is your most valuable asset. That is the vessel that will take you anywhere you want to go. And if you learn how this system works, you know, how to train it, how to get stronger, is for the mental and the physical, like you'll be an unstoppable force. So this is a sort of educational lessons that I teach my clients in the session. So I would just use analogies like this is how we used to pick up things back in the caveman days when we was um, grabbing fish and then walking across the sand like farmers carries. You know, this is how we would sail on boats when we do the, the row erg. I call it the hunter-gatherer routine. You know, you know the push-pull, lunging, squatting, lifting, all of it. So usually each session is sort of, I, may, I gamify it. Like, yo, how many, how much weight can you carry at one, from one side of the room to the other? And this will basically show the tribe how strong you are and how capable you are. And when you become that person, you dominate the tribe, you become the alpha, the king, and then you have all the people to follow you. And that's sort of like the legacy, right? Before you tell anybody what to do, you must first walk that path first. So it's, uh, I'm documenting this story, you know, as often as I can on the Caesar Life on YouTube and on Instagram. So this is something like a live sort of expedition. I tell stories from the path. You know, like what's happening to me now. So yeah, that's your your yeah. Yeah. Because the funny thing is like the great philosophers and great literature writers, they told stories of the time. Now they didn't act in the past. They didn't act in the future. They talked about it in the present. And then it just so happens that it plugs into our lives today. You know, and then now we look at them like, oh, my God, you were so deep and such a philosopher. No, he just told you that he went he walked across the street and what he saw. And it, it just so happens that it happens all over the world. Right. So this is like the importance of you building your own and getting your own while you while you're still young and never ceasing to do it, because at the end of the day, you'll look like a revolutionary leader you know, with all these tools, you know, it's like what you can, what can you do with a little? Yeah. Well, like if you, a really, not to interrupt you, really good point. You, when you say, uh, what can you do with a little? I think a mm -hmm. lot of people worry about talking about where they are today, right now, and what they're going through, because maybe they only have 200 followers, you know? Maybe mm -hmm. they don't know how to use Facebook or they just learned, so they don't have a ton of people listening. And you made a really good point the other day when we were talking and you just said, look, like 
as soon as you're on the move, whether you're going slow or fast, you have to be on the move for people to start to notice you moving. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. It's like it's people forget that they are the currency, right? And they look at the dollar as the currency. The dollar pretty much acts when you are not there, right? The dollar is your laborer. It represents you to work for something when you're not there, right? And if you look at other people and you as currency, you'll understand like why you should one pay attention and then command the attention of other other people in order for it to benefit the whole, right? And this is pretty much how governments and revolutions happen. It's like one idea, and then you list the principles that governs that idea, and you defend that idea. That's it, right? So it's like, what is your idea of your higher self, your best self? What is the idea of the year? What is the idea of your best self, right? And then you live that ideal, right? You I mean, live that idea. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like it's just it's sort of like putting on your shoe, right? You could look at the shoe, you could think about how it's created and all that stuff, but in order for you to live it, you must step into the shoe, right? So it's just like your ideal. Your ideal is not it's it's here, right? You just gotta like cut out all the weeds so that you can discover it. Like you're pretty much sitting on a mountain of gold right now. It's just, yeah, you just need to discover it. Like, wake up and be like, okay, guys, the gold is here. You know, like a funny thing. I like studying other religions, too, especially since my wife is in Utah. And they went they went traveling um, the, uh, uh, the Latter-day Saints, the Mormons. They went traveling, like, all across the country, like, on foot, on donkeys and wheelbarrows. And they just settled, like, this is the place right that's the famous quote this is the place and it just so happens to be utah right so where is this is the place this is the place is wherever you are right so wherever you are you start building your castle you start building your libraries your museums you travel the world collect artifacts give those artifacts meanings what are what is the lessons that you've learned collecting these things you know, what is the stories that the people that you encounter told you? You tell that story so that you're the platform that people, you're the voice, right? And you can be the voice of peace, be the voice of love, unity, gratitude, whatever it is. Everywhere you go, there you are. So everywhere you go, you should speak of the, uh, the truth, which is peace, love, unity, and gratitude, right? And just shun everything else. Like, funny, what you're doing right now is creating an awesome platform for both me and you. And the more contributors to that platform, the more weight that platform holds, right? It's like the more people on it, the more weight it has to. And they contribute their voice, their message. And then you slowly start to see that that voice becomes one. And once it's one you know, you pledge your allegiance to it, like the flag, and, but at least you give it meaning, yeah. right? You could believe whatever you want, but give it meaning and be prepared to answer these tough questions. Like, what does it mean? Yeah. Right? Why like, my son is going to ask me, my son is going to ask me, what does it mean to be racist? And I have to have a definition, right? He's going to ask you these things. And these are teachable moments where you get to use your voice your body of work speaks for you. Like you could go to a video that I did, Mindset Equals Success, 
right? That can teach so many people. And these lessons only, I learned them only by being that archaeologist, that anthropologist, that architect in order to build it, that little thing in your mind. And then you just, yeah, man, it's just building stories, building imagery in people's minds, like the stories that you want to talk. You do such a great job of that. And I think one of the biggest things I notice when I'm around you, just in your physical presence, is how present you are. Because that real moment of conversation and engagement and storytelling is meaningful. And Mm -hmm. um, you also said something recently that hit me, which was um, not everyone's going to be ready for your message. And so why don't you talk um, to that point, to the people listening who um, maybe they do know their truth deep down. Maybe they do have that higher self, but they're kind of scared again because they either don't have the audience or they're worried that maybe the people that they know in their direct vicinity aren't the most positive or the most um, Mm -hmm. ready to receive their message. Um, First, you must cater to the most, like the, the, your biggest fan, like you must cater to the biggest fan and your, uh, your number one supporter. And that person is you, right? Like you can be your biggest supporter and your biggest hater, right? You like at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, no one is stopping you from doing what you want. But that voice in your head, that voice is telling you like, nah, don't approach that person. He looks mean. That voice is hating on you. Like that person that looks mean could have been the person that one conversation that changed your life. But that person in your mind is being the hater stopping you, right? Nobody else. Everything is a reflection of you. Your thoughts is just a reflection of you. You can see the beauty. You can see the confidence. You can see the seduction and everything. It's just your own perception. And it's the stories that you tell. If you tell yourself like, hey, that guy does look mean. But I bet if I approach him, you know, then I can turn the tables and learn a lesson from there instead of like just running away and nothing like that comes from deep understanding of who you are. Like the first thing in starting the mission or starting a revolution is knowing who you are. What is it that you stand for? If you don't know who you are, then you go search for it. Right. And searching for yourself can only you can only find yourself to search for you. like you can only at the end of the day it's like you give a little of yourself you get a, a little bit of yourself back you give of yourself you get yourself back right so everything that you know is a teachable moment to an audience you just have to put that message out there and in due time you know people who are in search of themselves will see themselves in you as well and they'll understand like man this path led me to you in order for me to discover myself. Let me not do you a disservice. Let me continue on. And then you'll like see, uh, you turn around, right? You have yourself a tribe. That's why I'm like always like tribe. What up tribe? We move as one, you know, it's strength in numbers. And just because nobody is liking your stuff, just because nobody is seeing your stuff now doesn't mean that it's going to like be belittled. Like you can belittle that and just look at the numbers, <laughs> but numbers are just, um, it's just that it's just numbers. It doesn't mean anything. You can't touch numbers. You can only just give the imagery that you want. Like me, I look at like a 10 like photo 
as if 10 other revolutionary leaders like that. And they continue like, yo, I vote for you. Here is, um, <clears throat> here is my stamp of approval. That's it. And if you could just like give yourself approval, give yourself permission first, like all you're doing is just in search of approval, but the only approval that you need is from yourself. And once you give yourself approval, like that's it, just learn to govern yourself <clears throat> and govern yourself. Like, uh, like look at what these, um, big corporations are doing, right? It's like a story behind the logo, behind the name of the company, but you just consume their product, trying to find out the story through the product. <clears throat> like McDonald's, for instance, like, why do people go to McDonald's? It's like, at the end of the day, they were told the story, they believed it, and they just continue to go and consume it. And yeah, that's how your brand is going to live. It's like, what is the story people, other people are going to tell about you and your brand? like far beyond your presence, whether you're dead, alive. And yeah, man, just don't, don't quit. It's always, yeah. there's always keep that momentum, especially if you're like 90 days in, keep that momentum going, like stop, drink some water, reflect. That's what vacations are for. And just continue on the journey, man. If you look at it that way, you'll clearly understand that there's just, it's just so much depth to it so much and i'm learning every single day especially with conversations like these mm -hmm. and it costs us nothing right to have this conversation but this conversation is an asset that can be used and shared for centuries mm -hmm. right centuries people could just study this time and like look at this conversation that these two beautiful human beings are having about where their civilization was and what they can teach us about our civilization and you're like, man, I better get to work. Well, <laughs> if you come up, yeah. The biggest thing you're you're sharing is like you gotta get to work in it, and it really reminds me a lot of when I first decided to go online because it was like, okay, I'm gonna share one article. That one article is gonna share about how I found the right protein shakes and why I was even in search for the right protein shakes and how now having the right protein shakes changed my life. Okay, it'll change yours too. And it was kind of like as soon as I got three pieces of content out, I was addicted. I wanted to do more because it was no longer about me. I no longer mm -hmm. worried about how I was being judged <clears throat> in, the other, in the eyes of others. I was so proud of myself for putting the stuff out there that, mm -hmm. okay, now it's out there. Now we're working. And you just like you just said, I knew I was on a journey. There was no like perfect place of start, stop, finish. It's just... It's ongoing, I'm in motion, and if I help people, great. People are going to come on board my ship, and we'll all grow bigger. So I'd love to know when the first time you felt like you started to build a community um, online. Um, you know, maybe the first thing you did to take your following or your clients from, uh, you know, inside of physical Equinox to online, and did that happen before you left Equinox or after? Um, it happened uh, before I came to Boston. I was in New York at Equinox and like I was just an observer of like my trainer friends, how they train their clients because I was what's, what's called a blue shirt, especially when you start, you know, you walk the floor and you're basically advertising your services uh, back and forth, you know, giving people stretches and everything. And I always would learn so much from them because um, Equinox has a filter 
where it filters out who's in there. And that's what they do really well with brand. And their brand caters to the A, um, the type A personality. Like there's a bunch of type A people there and type A people tend to be the most successful, right? And getting to learn so much from them, you have your video producers, your musicians, your bloggers, your attorneys, your head fund managers. I had all these, your models. I had all these people as clients and they all share the same, I know it sounds cliche, but they all share the same insecurity. They're all chasing fulfillment and the fulfillment that they were seeking all internal, but they just wanted to display that fulfillment through their bodies. And then that's the language that they're in search of. And then you go into like, what is language, right? It's meaning without, you know, it's like communication. So how can their body communicate to their world, like what their core stands for? And they didn't know how to like, verbalize it they would just say here's my goal i want to get toned i want to get fit but as i hear these words this is what they're telling me like here's my body i want you to mold it into the image that i see in my mind and then i'm like oh okay and then that image started to go into patterns in the way that they were trained and i'm like oh this is the best way i can cue them in order for them to feel the movement feel their body feel their core working and then next thing you know, these conversations, they'll open up a little bit more. As you open up their body, as they feel their posture gets corrected, and they will open up more. And then I got into the, to the deep philosophical thought of, you know, there's the show back in the 70s, The Atomic Man. And then um, and me and my buddy Jordan, we were talking about it at Equinox as um, the anatomical position. That means your whole body is fully aligned, you know, mind, body, spirit, everything is performing at the highest level possible, and you can move through life that way and achieve anything. Uh, we were very ambitious in this study, but it didn't get far. And uh, yeah, I just set off like, yo, kept on reading books, reading literature, reading philosophy, and then just coming up with my own. And then slowly but surely, I started uh, attracting the right teachers, the digital teachers or the digital mentors. And they had to have a story themselves in order for me to invest more time into them. And I, I was like, oh, and those who are like selling the quick, the get rich uh, funnel hacks, you know, those are the ones that I was just pushing off away because I knew that this mission takes longer than a get rich quick scheme. It's something that takes years to develop decades. So how do I best put this story forth? And I was like, yo, just document, you know, other the teachers documenting the process, telling their stories. And I always had a passion for film, but yet I didn't understand the language. So I dared not enter. But now I'm like, yo, I could create any language that I want. And that language um, arrives at me telling my story through my daily vlogs. And I don't know where this story is going to lead me. It led me to creating an awesome mastermind with you guys. It led me to creating the Fit Pro Development League, which all stories are still developing. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know where the end point is, but I do know what that utopia looks like. I'm just building it in my mind. It's sort of like a mirage, right? Mm -hmm. You're thirsty for it, so you're just inventing the water there. Yeah. 
which I'm inventing. I'm thirsty for it, so I'm inventing it until you get there. So you just keep walking. As long as you're upright, just keep walking towards that mirage until it becomes real. Until you wake up one day and you're like, holy shit, I really built the castle. Yeah. Holy, sh- holy shit, I really got a museum. Yeah, yeah holy it's shit. It's yeah, <laughs> it's here. That's what everybody else is going to see, though. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, yep. yeah, like the awesome uh, Gil Scott Heron, um, the revolution would not be televised. Awesome poem. Go check that out. Um, he's basically talking about that. Like nobody is going to see the revolution until it appears on whatever the end motion is. Right? It's not going to be televised, so you're not going to get a. You're not going to get the eyeballs. You're not going to get the attention until you do. So you must do in order for, to do that. And like if you look at branding money is a brand right and money is accepted anywhere like the us dollar is accepted everywhere and you see that as a powerful brand now when you are accepted everywhere then you become then you steal the attention of uh the bell of the ball which is the dollar so if you imagine like the dollar is cinderella and she's getting all the attention from everyone and then here comes the prince getting all the attention and she's like, hey, right? Like, hey, over here, what is the dollar going to do now? It's going to start chasing you. So when you stop chasing the dollar, that's when it's going to start chasing you. It's sort of like, sort of like Pepe Le Pew. You want to get the dollar's attention like, yeah, yeah, the dollar is like, you know, camouflaging himself as a cat, chasing the cat, you know, even putting his stench on the cat. And then he stops. And then he just goes about his life. And the cat is like, wait a minute. Like, Pay it to like, where were you? Pay attention to me. And then the cats start chasing Pepe Le Pew, right? So that's the, that's how you want to look at it. And just, these are the stories that I tell myself. Mm-hmm. These are the stories that I'm telling, that I'm telling you, I'm telling myself yeah. so that when I feel down or frustrated, or frustrated, people not liking my shit or people not following me, people not listening to me, I tell myself that story. Mm-hmm. Like, stop chasing that. Yeah, just... Start chasing your vision. If you're worried about the likes, if you're worried about um, the the views, right? If you're worried about everything, you're going to lose sight of the vision. The vision is one and reign supreme, right? If you keep your eye on your vision, people are going to be like, yo, what? do you ever have a conversation and somebody's looking behind you? And then what do you do? You look at what's behind them, right? What's behind you, right? People's, people want to see what your gaze is. And that's especially in relationships too. It's like, it's like, what's what's stealing his attention away from me? What is that? Then you look at it and you're like, man, that is pretty. That vision is pretty. So now you start contributing to the vision. And now he's building the vision, your eyes on the vision. Then you as a couple, people are looking like, man, what are they looking at over there? It's sort of like the boat. The boat is pointing at a direction and it's sailing somewhere. It has a destination. People are on the dock, and they're like, man, where's that boat going? Looks like it's going somewhere pretty fast. Man, are they going? And they fill in the blanks. They give the meaning of where that boat is going. It's all the same boat, right? The American dream, right? The American dream, that's where the boat is going. Mm -hmm. And you don't know. You can't really describe what the American dream is until you get there. And you give it your, your own meaning, which is... Yeah, you give it your own meaning. I didn't tell you anything. I just keep my eye on the vision and you give it your own meaning. 
at the end of the day you're just like all right i need to buy my ticket because that's where i want to go i want to go there you know and that's what all branding is it's like giving you this like for nike nike is one of my favorite brands by the way and their name the goddess of victory is like people subconsciously can relate to that like if i wear this product i like i am victorious i represent I represent winning when I wear this and Nike's is telling this story through his athletes, right? How they perform on the big stages. It's like, Hey, you wear this product. We are at the head of the curve for technology, for every sport, football, basketball, baseball, running, you know, and if you wear this product that you run in every day, that you walk around the block in every day, you will feel victorious. So, your brand like me for instance it represents peace love unity and gratitude the plug so every time people that i associate with i'm just leaving that on the on their platform so if you're in search of peace love unity and gratitude in your life you're like man that's what that brand represents i must engage with it more in order to have more of it in my life and yeah you look at the branding of the church you look at the branding of the united states McDonald's, awesome movies to watch. Uh, the founder, I'll mention this to you for your viewers. Watch the founder of, um, it's the story of Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's. You'll see how somebody's name, right, they took for granted and somebody saw their name and gave it more meaning. Mm -hmm. And he was able to build that name into a billion dollar global conglomerate. And you're like, man. A guy who was, and then I find it like very serendipitous. I don't even know if this is the right definition for this, but um, I saw that um, he was originally a, uh, a um, what was it? Uh, a smoothie maker, a smoothie machine seller for like different restaurants. Yeah. He was selling like the, the milkshake machine to, to the, and then finally McDonald's ordered like a dozen of these um one mcdonald's ordered like a dozen of the um of the milkshake machines and then next thing you know <laughs> you know it's in all of their mcdonald's everywhere but then today the big story is that mcdonald's milkshake machines never work but their founder was the original guy putting all those um, milkshake machines in there so you're like man so whatever you feel as a failure right now for you just double down on it and just hold steady to your faith because that's what's going to get you through like being faithful like i look at everything from like the way that the garbage man comes into uh, my street and interrupts my you know as a piece of the story like hey every time i get on the mic this garbage truck backs down and you know yeah. that's physically putting people in this space right so that they're listening to the to the sound yeah it's presence it's like listening i'm giving it texture so that if we ever come to the age of ai you know they can reconstruct everything that i've done here all my hand gestures and then i get to live even more eternally right it's very very like science fiction but also black mirror always gives you like a into what's fucking possible but um, I find it fun that you can predict the future by just living in the present moment. Yeah. And how do you, because manage, it, how do you manage all those things? Like, you know, 
I talk to a lot of people with portfolio lifestyles. Mm -hmm. it's online business, like for you, having online offerings, having in-person clients, starting a mastermind, creating content on the, you know, on the go, on the fly, like not on the mm -hmm. fly in a careless way, in a thoughtful, this is my journey type of way. And you're a dad, like how, and you're traveling the world. Yeah. How do you feel like, do you feel like this type of entrepreneurship lifestyle is for everybody? And how do you, how do you think that you manage it just by, by um, keeping this all in such a healthy headspace? Yo, yeah. So this journey is for anyone that wants to be on the path. I see it as a path. And you must be willing to stay on that path until the end of time. The number one thing for me is to live the best life that I can possibly live. I just happen to incorporate all the things that I really love to do within my life. Like I love video. That's why it's always pick your medium. Medium, medium is communication, right? Like, how do we communicate? If you look back into time, like the hieroglyphics, that was the ancient people writing on the wall. They were writing content on the wall. And that's my contribution is sharing to you my perspectives on my personal development journey and in entrepreneurship. Like, this is what, from my scope, my ethnicity, my age group in time, this is what it means to be an entrepreneur, a personal trainer here. Like, this is the meaning that I gave it. Now, as I encounter other individuals, I speak about this meaning. And often they're like, agree with it. Like, yes, this is it. This is right. And it's sort of the same way how I had to find the word personal development, find the word entrepreneurship. So instead of finding these words, how come you don't take the words that you already know and just give it meaning, right? Start giving it meaning. Start giving the process meaning. Like, if you say, um, if you ask anybody, what's the process? Like, how do you stay on the process? You have to be the one to give the process definition, yeah. right? If you just say, um, yes, just stay on the process, if they're like, what the fuck's the process? <laughs> you give the process the definition, yeah. you know? So it's like, give the give your life the definition of what it's like to be you. And everything Every conversation, I give it meaning from this little uh, toucan on my neck, you know, to the way I wear, I uh, lay my hair, you know, to the clothes that I wear is all a way of communicating. Like, why do women wear dresses, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they're giving off, they're giving off a subcommunication. They're still communicating to you, right? They're wearing that dress because it makes them feel mm -hmm. X, right? I can't speak to what it makes you feel like, but if you want to wear something skimpy, like my perspective, it looks whatever, but you give it definition mm -hmm. and everything that you do, just give it meaning, give it definition. And then you'll start to see how everything is connected from, um, you'll look at it out of like a communal perspective too. You're like, what do what does everybody wear in this community? Mm -hmm. Like why, why is the Jewish community so successful? Why is um, the, the Islamic community so successful and the Mexican community so successful? Is the commune. It's like, you know, they all unite under a belief system and they're ready to defend it. If you're just floating, just like getting knocked by life, it's because you don't believe in everything, in anything. And if you don't believe in anything, you don't believe in you. Yeah. 
because you exist here for a reason. And um, also look at, yeah, uh, the, another movie also on Netflix is The Middleman. Oh, you Those, yeah. That yeah. Yeah. It's uh, with uh, Luke, Luke uh, Wilson. Yeah, those movies is awesome. I would look into the um, the the lectures of James Baldwin, a really popular African American man talking about what it's like to be an African American in this country, and it's and he predicted the future. We're still living his lectures today, like the discriminatory. If you are so, my my whole thing is right. If you are gay, straight, white, black, always study the leaders of whatever race and it'll tell you the same story. Like they all believed in something and it was willing to make content to speak about it and give it life, give it existence. You know, they speak it into existence. So you can argue about racism and everything. Show what it means to be racist right? Are you racist? If not, then keep that out of your vocabulary. Just show what it means to be loving and what it means to be, to be grateful. That's the only focus on the positive because that's where the ship is going. Ship is going always to the positive. If you focusing on the negative is just going to pull you in that direction. So if you want to be void of racism start displaying what peace is because when you start displaying peace you're going to build a community around peace right my mom said something to me about that this morning she said if someone's bringing telling you a really negative story about their day and if you if you lean into it and you try to give advice and you try to engage with it you bring more negativity in but instead of you just kind of listen let it be and then exude positivity in another direction like you just said you build positivity you just cultivate more of it and I thought- more and like if you are a person of peace everywhere you go there's going to be peace mm-hmm. right if there, like every your environment is a reflection of who you are so if you're going to a hateful environment it's because you know, you have hate in your heart. So let that go and focus your attention on peace. Like I literally, when I started, because where I came from, I was from like the gutter, living in my mom's living room for majority of my life. And slowly I was like, stop making excuses and start making decisions. Like life is a collection of you overcoming your excuses. Like literally you put your excuse on display and you go and prove it wrong or prove it right. Whatever it is, you have to either prove your excuses wrong or right. You can't just have an excuse and just let it stay there, right? And you're like, oh, wait, that's my excuse. That's what's holding me down. That's my iceberg. Instead, be like, oh, okay. Go towards that excuse, overcome it. Or if it knocks you down, then you have a logical um, or rational way of being like, yo, I went for it and... Um, it just told me no, and it kept on telling me no. So that's what I'm doing right now. It's like, uh, I'm just overcoming excuses like, Hey, Caesar, man, like you have all this work. What's your excuse? Oh, I can't get it done. I don't have the time. Wait, what do you mean? You don't have the time. Look at your time. What are you spending your time on doing? Oh, um, oh, wait here. I do have, oh, I, oh, all of a sudden you do have time, huh? <laughs> right. So just spend your, spend your life overcoming your excuses and this is how far my excuses got me yeah. 
like my like overcoming my excuses got me here sitting at a table um having a discussion with you right and now overcoming my excuses is taking me to china right overcoming my excuses is traveling the world overcoming my excuses gave me a beautiful son and like it's just overcoming 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 then you start to producing beautiful videos yeah yeah you're just you're creating you're doing you're helping other people's dreams come to life as well i know that's that's the mission man it's like yo i'm just designing my ship you know i'm you know stocking it sort of like noah's ark right i'm just i'm looking at what my basic needs are i also study maslow um hierarchy of needs i always tell people that too because when you're looking at yourself or when you're looking at your audience you have to meet their needs and their basic of needs their physiological needs like how can they perform as better beings and you'll see that they need some sort of guidance in mental food mental energy physical food physical energy and spiritual is all three and that belief system getting you strong you're going to lead by all you're going to just naturally bloom like a flower and then when you are in tuned with the mind body and spirit it just aligns you with the universe and gives you know that radiation at the sun the moon everything the water just feeds your body and you just get more and more clear of your journey and what's at stake and then when you have an excuse you're going to be like man this is just bigger than me this is bigger than my block this is bigger than this it's like in the um a great quote is like in the pursuit of me i discovered the world right and in discovering the world i discovered me so it lets you know that you finding your true core self you'll have everything in the world that you want and by helping you flourish and nurture yourself educating yourself understanding yourself your biological drives and everything like that you'll further understand like man other people i'm not the, i'm not that different and it'll be easier it'll be easier to communicate that message to other people yeah and quick question for you um you know a lot of the things you're saying are speaking to me so deeply because i am also an entrepreneur and where we share the fitness industry in common and um we have a lot of freedom that a lot of mm-hmm. people don't we have the time to think about who I am, what's my message, how do I help more people, how do I find those people, how do I attract those people? We get time to think this way, and I think it's a beautiful thing, and it truly is a way to live and really be present on this earth. However, what about the people who are you when you are still working your desk job that don't necessarily have the freedom minute by minute because their busybody tasked with all these things in an office and they feel confined by like the man what mm-hmm. advice would you give them because you know going back to your former self and you know you had your girlfriend now wife that kind of pushed you to dive into equinox and really jump into it what would you give to those people right now who are you know former you who wanting to have this type of freedom but they don't quite have it yet so what i'm going to say is like super controversial and i hope that you can like you and your audience can handle it but the year that changed my life is 2012 and i was reading a lot of books i was listening to a lot of audiobooks 
God bless all those people that publish those um, audiobooks on YouTube, man. Like, you are an unsung hero because I learned a lot. And one thing that they kept on saying is the leader has to always go first. It doesn't matter where you're starting from, whether you're in prison, whether you're, you're handicapped. If you want change, you have to lead from the front. If you're in a wheelchair, you still have to roll that wheelchair up the hill. And I took that advice. And literally 2012, I got out of my comfort zone. I was going on more dates because at the time, um, at the time, like I was like fueled with sexual energy that I didn't know, like I could use this for betterment, but it was more so like get laid as much as you possibly can go to all the parties, do it, do it all now. And I was trying new things. I was going to seminars. I was going to workshops. I was going to meetings. I remember different communities. I was like dipping my toe into different communities. Like um, there was this community of every every year they would have a no pants on the subway ride. So like in New York, you would just go into the train station, ride the subways with your drawers on. So I dipped into that community. Then I was going into like the, the lecture crowds, like going to the book discussions. Because me, I don't like sitting down and reading books. I like more storytelling, verbal, visual sort of a thing. And I would go into the lectures of the authors and everything and start looking and, and seeing the patterns there. Then I started online dating again, you know, doing the same thing, learning from different women that uh, I came in contact with and stories that I hope to write a book about one day because um, every man needs to hear these type of lessons that I've learned from going on all those online dates. And then uh, it led me to finding my wife, which I met through an online date. And uh, we went on a date and we've been together ever since September 14, 2012. So literally my life transformed literally in nine months and from there i just kept on doing new things joining basketball leagues like social sports and then that's why right now i'm pushing for social events because a lot of people need to get out and discover themselves yeah that's how we met yeah we went into a an event and we met and look at look at how far that relationship by that one act right I know, like me, when I was going to uh, work at uh, at Mount Sinai Hospital, I would literally, the Mount Sinai is on 102nd Street. I would take the subway down to um, Union Square, then to go to the gym, work out. Then I would go home, shower up. Yeah, riding the subway smelly because I didn't like the, the gym's uh, thing. Then I would go back into the city to the and then hang out in the Lower East Side and literally hang out and have fun meeting all types of people. So definitely social events is where um, it's at and get out of your comfort. I know they say get out of your comfort zone and they don't give you a specific action. So here's an action that I take and I recommend. Like literally whatever sport that you had fun with doing growing up, go online and see if there's a social league for it. Right. Usually there's NY sports, um, there's basketball, kickball, um, dodgeball, softball, join a league. Right. And then you'll start meeting other professionals. Right. That's the teamwork where you get to let your guards down and then you hang out. Then exercising. 
you're also like the environment that you exercise in always tells you everything that you need to know. There's stories in your environment because, yeah, there's stories in your environment. So put yourself in the environment where those stories can unravel. Like what is it like to go on your fitness journey? What is it like to go on an entrepreneurship? So what does it look like to, you know, go on a an excursion to find your true love? Right. Dabble in all of these sections. Go on more online dates or go to the bar to meet a new stranger and see if you like them. Like go to a social sports, like actually type in Google, sign up. They're usually like a hundred bucks or so. Play basketball. Even if you suck at basketball, even if you suck at sports, everybody does, but they don't go there for that. They go there. Yeah. They go there. Terrible, but I had yeah. so much fun. I didn't know anybody, and then afterwards, I yeah. After you, next thing you know, you have a contact. Like the more people you, yeah, the more people you get in front of, right? That's more characters in your story, and the more characters in your story, that's the more story your you know is going to be out there. That's more branding. It's like what is Caesar like, right? What is Caesar like? Oh man, he played basketball with me. He was always so cool and like graceful on the court but competitive. And then you go on dates. What was it like to go on a date with Caesar? Like, how did he dress? What was the conversation like? You know, what's it like hanging out, socializing, playing board games, traveling? And then these are the type of things you put yourself in that environment so that the story can speak for itself. And it's all subconscious. It's all subconscious. Just put yourself in different environments and let the story tell itself. Like, Whatever you telling yourself in that environment is the story that will be told about you. So, yeah, that's a tactical way of doing it. Then they're like, okay, how do I crack the code of this online thing? And <clears throat> it's doing the same thing online. <clears throat> People are like your Instagram is your newsfeed, mm-hmm. right? There are television shows. There are magazines. Like, everybody on your timeline is telling you a story about you. Like, if you're looking at Very something... good point. Really quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. A friend of mine that was on this podcast said something similar, and he said, if you were to write a book, every character that you come up with, every even if it's a true story, the people you choose to have in your life are, in some way, shape, or form, a reflection of you. Yeah. That's exactly what you're saying. Whether you hate it or love it. Like, you hate... Like, whether you hate it, that's a piece of you that you hate. Because, like, whether you're like, man, I'm like, man, this person just repulsed me. You're still following them. Why are you following them? It's a piece of you that connects to that, right? Like, you could hate it. You could say that this is an example of what not to do. It's still showing you, like, if you were put in that um, in that position, there's a chance you can commit that same act, right? So the podcast that I listen to, if you were to, like, gut my email right? And never met me. If I never exist, the trail that I leave online, the trail that I leave of people that I follow is going to tell you the story of my brand without me being there. So like the people that you follow, make sure that you know their story, where they're headed, because they're taking you there with them, whether you like it or not. You could, they could be pulling your anchor, or they could be an anchor as your boat is still pushing and dragging on the bottom of the, of the boat. So you want to that's why I like went on a cleansing of like people that I actually encounter and have these like discussions with. I would then follow them because they understand what I represent 
and they are like either intentional or unintentional, my field reporters. So they go out and seek the evidence themselves. And then I can be like, oh, look, I had a discussion with Garrett and she went on this path and discovered the same exact thing that I have, right? You have more weight to, um, so always in this moment, you have the opportunity to take your Instagram, take your YouTube channel, your Facebook, and turn it into whatever you want. So that when you're long gone, all that content that is left behind will tell the story of you, right? Of you, they'll give it shape, they'll give it a face, they'll give it a name, right? And whatever that name is, you get to name it. Mine's is the Caesar life, right? The emperor life. So it's like, give that meaning, give your name a stronger title, a stronger mission. And the mission is always like Project X, you know, work on yourself until you reach that X, which is you. You know, the X by the signature, you have to sign by the X, right? So when you get to X, you are the signature, you are the present. You look around and you're like, holy shit, I made it. I, I made it. And the thing is, like, it's scary, but you, it, it, is scary. it is scary. And that's when it comes into the community because there's other people that are scared I mean, just like you. Going through it, just like <clears throat> when I bump into you at the gym and we're just talking about what we're, mm -hmm. what we're working on, it's like, oh, we're going through this together. We yeah, you breathe a new life into it, right? It's like the wind in the sail, like you breathe new life. Like this conversation is breathing new life into the journey. It's like, man, I'm getting this all off my chest. Now I get to make room for more. So I'm dumping everything onto you right now and your audience so that they can have breath yeah, in their sales too. So um, we have the tactics, we have the tools, we have the resources. So if you want more of this, just subscribe to Gary's podcast and, and beyond. <clears throat> yeah, and you'll learn more. And then you'll have these little recordings in your library of knowledge that you could refer to because these stories are from the field they're from the trenches they're from the front lines it's not us sitting on our on our high horse like oh yeah this could happen i'm chasing facts right i did the uh, mindset equals success they could find that on my um my igtv and i was talking about like fantasy theory and fact and how they feed into each other right it's just like that circular flow of energy that you have to go through right you first develop the fantasy the life that you want to lead and then it gives birth to a theory on how you will be able to accomplish that and then as you nurture that theory it gives birth to the fact and then that fact is going to go into where it originated from into the fantasy so it just continues to go until you live out your fantasy and the more you do these mental exercises, <clears throat> this this wouldn't hit home to people who don't live in the field. Like if you're just browsing and like, <clears throat> let me listen to another motivational audio tape. It's just, you know, then it's just gonna just live there. It's just gonna just be a fantasy. But then you just go and like, how does this plug into my life? As soon as you ask that question, you're gonna give birth to a theory. And as soon as you're like, hmm, you're going to see it in your life as a fact. And then you continue, continue, and continue. So just hold steady to your faith. Keep giving yourself knowledge, feeding yourself these mental foods, having these discussions, you know, to further 
um, emphasize or further state your claim. And yeah, just continue and continue. And next thing you know, you'll be on stage and like, how the fuck did I get here? Yeah. And you're like, right? Yeah, that's so powerful, Caesar. Thank you so much for sharing all this. And you know, I think a lot of people can take away so much from all of your videos, all your content, everything you've worked so hard to put out there. And obviously, you know, local Bostonians who need uh, anything uh, video-wise uh, can find you also with the, the links I'm going to put in um, the show notes. And um, is there um, anything else that you're working on, excited about? You mentioned you're about to travel so people could follow along. You're headed to... Yeah, I'm headed to China, Beijing, and Shanghai, which I'm still like in shock and awe about. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be there and I'm going to be continuing to do like continue to search for myself, right? Because I'm like going to be in a foreign environment where I don't speak the language, I don't read the language. So like, how do I, you know, exist or coexist in that space? So yeah, that's going to be vlogged about and talked about. And yeah, man. Um, we will follow along for sure. Yeah, looking forward to that too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I don't want to jeopardize any more of your precious time wait thank you for having me i like i'm appreciate i was like yeah man totally you got to come on mine yeah. <laughs> too so we will. yeah we will we'll do it um i'd be happy to and um yeah i'm gonna put everything everywhere for people to follow you in the notes and um yeah the season life.com and at the season life hashtag the season life so if you ever put that in google or anything you'll just find me come up in all the content Awesome. I always think people need to hear it and see it. So they've heard it. They'll look it up in the show notes and um, safe travels. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Caesar. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. I had a blast talking to Caesar. It is so cool to be in Boston and be able to bump into amazing people like him and just join his tribe and um, join forces, if you will. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, it means so much to us if you leave a review. It's the only way for us to really... I guess, gain any notoriety and for people to find out about us. Um, also, we are now on Anchor. Um, you can, this sounds super strange, but you can actually pay. You can support the podcast. It's like giving a little donation. Um, but we also are going to be working with some sponsorships moving forward. Um, not exactly sure when it's going to happen, but if you start to hear ads, it's just because this is something, guys, that I really want to pursue and be able to do it and make money doing it given that it is a bit of a time commitment to continue to put out two episodes, which it's crazy. We've done two episodes, Sunday and Wednesday, and then in May we did three a week ever since we launched in December, and I really believe that we can continue to hold true to that, um, but you know, the sponsorships will help uh, with that, and yeah, so if you guys see that coming up, um, that's what it is. Um, Jeff is going to be coming back on on Sunday because we are going to talk about our actual wedding plans. We did not have any wedding plans with uh, the last time that Jeff was on and we made lots and lots of jokes about them. You guys can scroll back to the episodes with him that are so freaking funny. Um, so stay tuned for that this coming Sunday and um, then we'll get back to some fitness stuff the following Sunday. So Anyway, I hope you guys are all having a great day. If anyone needs help with fat loss, you know where to find me. And as always, dare to move.